Welcome to another episode of Destination Declassified, the channel that delves deep into the discussions and investigations of UFOs, conspiracy theories, and unexplained events that have occurred throughout history and across the globe. The concept of secret societies has been the subject of numerous reports, investigations, and fascinating stories for decades. For some, these shadowy groups of powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing individuals are a myth, a design for keeping everyone in line by using a fabricated threat of global tyranny as the method for the implementation of social obedience. From the Knights Templar to the Freemasons, tales of highly powerful and influential men and women have a long-standing, mysterious history which has fascinated conspiracy theorists for years. And yet, despite what we already know about such groups, through the likes of David Icke or John Ronson, author of Them, there is still a lot to uncover and dissect. There are those who wish to discover the truth and potentially infiltrate such sinister factions to discover their genuine purpose and what leverage they have on global politics, economy and population. It is the purpose of this video to discuss one of these organizations. Who controls and therefore runs the world? Who exactly are the Majestic Twelve and are they a legitimate organization? What was their purpose in regards to the study of UFOs and top-secret incidents? Join us as we go on the hunt for answers in this edition of Destination Declassified. Let us dive straight in and explain what is meant by the Majestic 12, also known as MJ-12. The label was given to a group of high-level politicians, military personnel, and scientific experts who united to discuss and investigate all things related to UFOs. The story goes that in 1947, US President Harry S. Truman issued an executive order to expedite the recovery and restoration of alien spacecraft complete with in-depth investigations of their mechanics and potential life-forms. Though the band of experts were to remain anonymous, with their examinations classed as top secret, leaked documents were apparently accumulated and presented by UFO researchers in 1984. After initial dissection of these purported documents, the FBI eventually came into possession of the files and conducted their own analysis, their conclusion being that the records were faked and therefore bogus in nature. This declaration, however, hasn't stopped those of a curious nature from asking questions of the government and taking it upon themselves to dig a little deeper into the rabbit hole that is the Majestic 12 conspiracy. Let's take a look at their history in order to make sense of who and what this secret society was and what their real intentions were. During the years following the end of the Second World War, the United States government immediately took preparatory action by looking into the future of their military arsenal and potential threats from unknown enemies. Although the US were in possession of an atomic weapon that could obliterate large regions of neighboring countries should they pose a risk, President Truman and his advisors had never been briefed on the possibility of intergalactic warfare. This all changed when the world took notice of the Roswell incident, which occurred in the summer of 1947 and changed the narrative on all things related to UFOs and aliens. We all know the story, when the large, disc-shaped object crash-landed in the heart of the desert in New Mexico. 
It sparked a major cover-up operation, but could not prevent interest from media sources and believers of extraterrestrials from coming forward. As time progressed, as did the increase of reported sightings, crashes and stories of alien creatures being recovered or captured, many of which occurred in the regions of Arizona and Nevada. Private pilot Kenneth Arnold first introduced the world to the concept of flying saucers when he caught sight of something strange in the sky on June 24, 1947. The pilot claimed to see a row of nine shiny unidentified flying objects which were flying past Mount Rainier at a significant pace, speeds that Arnold estimated to be a minimum of 1,200 miles per hour. And so, with the uncertainty surrounding unexplained aerial phenomena, coupled with the major threats from the Soviet Union during the early Cold War years, another executive order was written and issued by President Truman, this time on November 4, 1952, which gave birth to the National Security Agency, the NSA. One of the main objectives concerning the NSA was the immediate research and study into the development of mechanical engineering and resourcefulness of UFO technologies, as well as potential contact and dialogue with alien intelligences not of this Earth. A subsidiary network was put together for these projects, known as SIGMA, which would concentrate primarily on communications and evidence gathering of extraterrestrial beings and their aircrafts. On the flip side, methods were being put in place to spy on us, the general population, in order to gather intelligence or incriminating evidence in the name of national security. Edward Snowden and others have in recent years exposed this motive as being something far more sinister and a breach of people's liberty and freedom. With Truman passing the baton of presidency onto Dwight D. Eisenhower, the groundwork had been laid to continue the development of intelligence-based objectives in both world and non-worldly affairs. By way of an executive memo, NSC 5410, President Eisenhower fully established what would become known as the Majestic 12, in order to observe, discuss, and act upon all alien-based activities moving forward. All 12 members would in time be revealed to the public, as Dr. Lloyd Berkner, Dr. Detlev Bronk, Dr. Vannevar Bush, Secretary James Forrestal, Gordon Gray, Admiral Roscoe H. Hillencoater, Dr. Jerome Clark Hunsaker, Dr. Donald H. Menzel, General Robert N. Montague, Admiral Sidney Source, General Nathan F. Twinning, and General Hoyt S. Vandenberg. Speculation still remains to this day as to the validity of these members. Some believe that there were more than 12 participants, and that a secondary group known as the Majority 12 were also involved. Apparently, this auxiliary clique of well-known faces included the likes of former Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and former Director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. Others believe that a large network of secret society members were in collaboration with MJ-12 to develop the so-called New World Order, which many believe to be the true rulers of the world. The belief of a one-world government is terrifying to most, and is another discussion for another day. However, it does relate to the subject of secret societies and what they are capable of. Now back to the story. In December of 1984, writer and ufologist Jamie Chandra received an envelope through his letterbox, which contained a 35mm film reel. There was no return address on the packaging, only that it had been dispatched from the city of Albuquerque in New Mexico. Chandra decided to invite his friend and fellow author Bill Moore to go through the footage and see what was on it. 
What they found would spark a never-ending debate on the validity of top-secret files and government cover-ups. Each frame that was developed from the roll of film presented a photograph of a single page from a document that, once printed, formed the blueprint of the MJ-12 records. The deciphered film reel and formulated documents displayed a memo written in 1952 by the director of the CIA to President Eisenhower, giving details on the Roswell crash, and his predecessor's assembling of scientists and military officials who were sent to investigate. It goes on to explain the importance of the 12-man team, which would ultimately become the Majestic 12, after President Eisenhower's official inauguration of the team. Both Chandra and Moore decided it was best to share the findings with only close associates, such as the writer Stanton Friedman, and await further analysis. Somehow, it would appear that others had in fact received notification and copies of these secret files, which was a major blow to the trio of researchers. On May 31st, 1987, the papers were received anonymously by British author Timothy Good. The UFO writer would subsequently publish them in his book, Above Top Secret. The word was out. After newfound interest in the papers began to circulate and generate discussion amongst their peers, Chandra and Moore would have to compete for attention and investigative opinion on the subject, especially as doubt had already crept into the discussion. Historian Robert Goldberg stated that such reporting on the subject had fooled ufologists and scientists alike by claiming that the documents were obviously planted to bolster the legitimacy of the briefing papers. On the contrary, many were taking the opportunity to supposedly come forward in their acknowledgement of the files, or indeed claimed to have more information on them. A man named Richard Dotty, who allegedly had links to the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigations, approached filmmaker Linda Moulton Howe with the proposal and presentation of unspecified documents. These materials seemed to exhibit a collage of small, grey-coloured alien creatures that he alleged to originate from the Zeta Reticuli star system, a wide constellation of binary stars situated in the southern constellation of Reticulum. The mysterious claimant made a promise to supply Howe with additional film footage of UFOs, as well as an interview with one of the alien creatures. However, no footage has since seen the light of day. With counter-story after counter-claim beginning to discredit any and all possibility on the existence of MJ-12, things were getting messy to say the least. Authenticity is paramount within the UFO community, and with the arguments being raised left, right and centre over the validity of the files, as well as the credibility of the likes of Moore, led to the involvement of journalist, writer and UFO sceptic Philip J. Klass, Despite being accused of spreading disinformation and downplaying the existence of extraterrestrials due to his scrutinizing of the UFO phenomenon, Klaas took it upon himself to conduct his own personal investigation of the MJ-12 documents in an attempt to get to the bottom of it once and for all. His findings would reference the Cutler slash Twinning Memo, a written message which was deemed to have been composed by President Eisenhower's assistant, Robert Cutler, and addressed to General Nathan F. Twinning, discussing the motives of the Majestic 12 outfit. Class would note that Dr. Cutler was not present and indeed out of the country at the time of the handwritten letter, and also makes the claim that Harry S. Truman's signature within the document 
was actually a pasted-on photocopy of a genuine signature, including accidental scratch marks, from a memo that Truman wrote to Vannevar Bush on October 1st, 1947. Again, despite numerous attacks on his decisive viewpoint on the paperwork, as well as flying saucers and extraterrestrial intelligence, Class decided to hand over the dossier to the Federal Bureau of Investigation on the 15th of September 1988 for a collective opinion. In their report, dated December 1988, the FBI stated, The Office of Special Investigations, US Air Force, advised on November 30th, 1988, that the document was fabricated. Copies of that document have been distributed to various parts of the United States. The document is completely bogus. As one can see on the FBI's copy of report, the word bogus is repeatedly written in large, bold letters across numerous lines, thus indicating a complete disregard of the contents combined within its 22 pages. A year later in 1989, at the MUFON Mutual UFO Network Conference, Bill Moore publicly announced that he had been involved in the transference of fake documents for years, in accordance with government bodies and that of the US Air Force. A baffled, embittered audience listened as Moore lay perjury to his initial assertions that the MJ-12 documents were in fact real, and that he had been exchanging information about his colleagues and purported works to the AFOSI in exchange for interesting material for his books. During his speech at the conference, Moore would explain that disinformation is a strange and bizarre game. Those who play it are completely aware that an operation's success is dependent upon dropping false information upon a target or mark, and that the MJ-12 documents are still promoted to this day by many of the UFO faithful. They were classic disinformation, false documents created to play a role in real national security. They were designed and written for specific marks who did with them exactly what they were meant to. They took advantage of well-meaning patriots who wanted enhanced national security, and who, being easy to fool, ended up providing exactly that. After this remarkable admission from Moore, he unsurprisingly decided to leave the UFO community. This candid speech, coupled with the invisibility of such a secretive group of individuals, not to mention the skeptical arguments being presented from within UFO associations across the United States, conspiracy theories had reached fever pitch. One of those theories centered on the major influence that MJ-12 had, not only on specific sectors of the air and military forces, but to future presidents and the lives of normal people. It is discussed amongst certain communities that John F. Kennedy's assassination, a constant focus of speculation regarding a potential government cover-up, was actually choreographed with intent by members of the organization. According to discussions, President Kennedy had been made aware of the experimental drug operations in conjunction with contact and communication activities with alien beings. In 1963, it is said that Kennedy informed MJ-12 of his intentions to reveal the truth with regards to the existence and whereabouts of extraterrestrials here on Earth. This immediate warning must have rattled the secret society to its very core, and so it's claimed that Kennedy was eventually assassinated by order of the policy committee and MJ-12 agents in Dallas. What do you think? With so little information, evidence, or verified documents that would give credence to the Majestic 12 conspiracy, we are left, as is normally the case, with more questions than answers. We have all heard the stories about those brave individuals who go looking for the truth, 
only to get too close and suddenly disappear off the face of the earth, or at best, backtrack from their initial intentions. As time has progressed, the society has remained as undisclosed and underground as ever, most likely changing their agenda, personnel, and locations on a regular basis. Some say that the Bilderberg Group are in direct partnership with MJ-12, as well as the Council on Foreign Relations. Trilateral Commission and their foreign counterparts. The Bilderberg Group is a mysterious assembly of political leaders, scientific experts, businessmen, and directors of industrial, financial, and academic institutes. Originally put together by Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands until 1975, the group's name originated from the Prince's chairing of the original 1954 conference at the Bilderberg Hotel in the Netherlands. The purpose of these yearly meetings is vague, however conspiracy theorists believe it is their intention to generate and coordinate wars across the globe, as well as famine, financial collapse, and to strategize complete control of the population through a one-world government or New World Order. So in the end, I guess it's up to us as to whether we believe in such organizations or invisible entities that secretly rule the world and corrupt elements of our planet. In today's ever-growing population, with its access to information and communication, as well as declassified material from governing bodies regarding UFOs and extraterrestrials, the possibility of a shadowy elite is not beyond the realms of possibility. It is certainly plausible that those who really control the world are now intimidated at the recent events and rebellions across the political and social landscapes, from various groups of people and or movements. Indeed, the conspiracy theories will mount up. COVID-19, the Russian-Ukrainian war, financial recessions, etc. Regarding the NWO's response to take back control of a world that is slowly but surely waking up to certain injustices. Whatever the case may be, it is our duty as citizens to always question those in power, whoever they may be, and hold them to account. If we don't, who knows what will happen next. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Destination Declassified. We hope you enjoyed it, and until next time, take care and keep searching.